Have you ever felt stuck in life? I have. Maybe you feel stuck right now. When someone is stuck, they say things like, I don't know what to do. I can't seem to move forward in this. I'm in a rut. I can't see around this. It's a horrible feeling. And if you're anything like me, when you're in the middle of it, you take what you're feeling at that very moment and you project it way into the future. You think this is how it's always going to feel. Discouragement and disillusionment set in, and pretty soon you can't see your way out or around it. Let me just say something right now loud and clear. God is not surprised by your feeling stuck. He never says, oops. He never says, I never saw that one coming. No, he knows the number of hairs on our heads at any given moment, and he is not surprised by anything. With that being said, I don't think God wants us to just resign ourselves to being stuck. There is a redemptive purpose in everything God says and does. It's important to determine what kind of stuck we are experiencing. I believe there are two kinds. The first one is a God-ordained season of being stuck. The second is an appointed season of growth in being stuck. I'm Julie Holmquist, and you're listening to Kairos Moments, episode number 11. Today, I'm going to be talking about the God-ordained season of being stuck. Sometimes when we feel stuck in life, it is actually God trying to get our attention. It is a God-ordained season. God's plan is never to leave us in those places of feeling stuck. But by acknowledging them, we will be able to move forward in what his plans are for our lives. A God-ordained season of being stuck. He wants to teach us about rest. He wants to help tend, help us tend to our hearts. He wants to train us in our waiting season. He wants to help us untangle the lies we believe so we can be free. And number five, he wants to position and prepare us for what's next. Today, I'm going to talk about the first two, teaching us about rest and tending our hearts. He wants to teach us about rest. This is where we learn to quit striving and to acknowledge the fact that we are not God, but he is. Rest is learning the delicate balance of being and doing. Resting, I have to admit, is sometimes difficult for me. If I were honest, I'd say that I feel better when I'm active and productive. I love it when I can cross something off my list and see results from my efforts. So I struggle in that area sometimes. However, rest is every bit as important as activity. Could this be a season where God is wanting you to slow down and rest? Perhaps you feel like you're the hamster on the wheel. There's a lot of activity, but you don't seem to be going anywhere. A lot of movement, but no real progress. God wants you to slow down and be in his presence. He wants to be with you. He knows his presence refreshes you and it will prepare you for what's next. God showed us the importance of rest in Genesis. He created the world in six days and then rested. If he rested, it must be important enough for us to rest as well. In ministry, it is so easy to get caught up doing something for God instead of being with God and letting him do it through me. We see this everywhere in the physical world. In writing, we pause at the commas and we stop at the periods. 
In music, the rest note is just as important as the other notes. Without it, the music would be chaotic, blurred, and unstructured noise. In farming, the farmer intentionally lets a piece of land lie unplanted for a season. He rests his land so the soil is replenished with nutrients and able to sustain future planting. It's the same with our lives. If we aren't careful, we can get so busy doing things, even good things, that we forget to simply be in his presence. It's in him we live and move and have our being. As we keep in step with his spirit, we will know when it is time to walk and when it is time to stop and rest. Ecclesiastes 3.1 tells us, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Number two, God always wants to help us tend to our hearts. Our hearts are so important to him. He does what is necessary to get our attention. He is a skilled surgeon, and with such precision, he is able to get at the heart of what is keeping us stuck. In Hosea 2.6, we read about Gomer, Hosea's wayward wife. God is telling her, or God is telling Hosea, that he is going to do everything he can to keep her from completely going her own way. He says, Therefore, I will block her path with thorn bushes. I will wall her in so that she cannot find her way. Our hearts are prone to wander. In the Old Testament, God wanted the prophet Hosea to marry a woman who would be unfaithful to him. God would use this marriage as an analogy of his covenantal love for unfaithful Israel. In the song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, there is a line that says, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. When we can't find our way and we're feeling stuck, could it be that God has walled us in? Just like Gomer, Hosea's wife, she ran. She was chasing her lovers, but God thwarted her plans. He said, yes, she will seek them, but she's not going to find them. If we are not chasing after God, what are we chasing after? His love blocks us from fully pursuing and obtaining what he knows will ultimately destroy us and separate us from him. In mercy, he stops us on our way to deal with our hearts. Just like idolatrous Israel was prone to wander and lose her way as she chased after anything and anyone but God to fill her, we too chase after other things, lesser loves. Lesser loves are those temporary things which we have set our affections. Anything we are looking to fill a hole in our hearts that only God can fill. In spite of Israel's wanderings, God pursued her again and again. And that meant blocking her path if she started to stray. He made it difficult for her to wander. Are you feeling the prick of any thorn bushes in your life? Have you lost sight of his great love and compassion towards you? Perhaps it's because he wants to help you tend to your heart. Perhaps you've lost your first love and he is calling you to return. Everything he does, he does for us. There is purpose in everything. It goes on to say in Hosea, Hosea 2.14, Therefore, I am now going to allure her. 
I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. He allured Israel to the wilderness in order to speak tenderly to her heart. This desert was not like the desert the Israelites wandered around for 40 years. This desert was not meant to punish, but to lovingly persuade her to come back to him. Pursuing our own way might bring satisfaction to a point and fill us to some degree, but the truth is that when we follow our own way, we get stuck. We must remember that God is not punitive. He doesn't punish us. He's not sitting up in heaven with his arms crossed just waiting for us to mess up, but he does love us enough to discipline us like it says in Hebrews. When God wants us to do some hard work, he will bring us to an unfamiliar, strange, sometimes hard and lonely place to, I'm doing air quotes, detox us from the stuff we're looking to fill us. He wounds so he can heal. Like I said before, he's like a skilled surgeon who wounds only because he wants to remove the sin and the idolatry from our hearts. He is a jealous God who created us for an intimate relationship with him. Next time, we will talk about the last three reasons God might have appointed a season of feeling stuck in our lives. They are wanting to train us in our waiting season. He wants to untangle the lies we believe so we can be free. And he wants to position and prepare us for what's next. So just to recap, the first two reasons why God might have appointed a place of us feeling stuck is he wants to teach us about rest and he wants to help us tend to our hearts. So I hope this podcast episode encouraged your heart if you're feeling stuck. But God has plans and purposes for everything he does and everything he says. So hope you find comfort in that and tune in next time when we talk about the remaining three reasons why God has appointed a season of you feeling stuck. Hey, I'd love for you to join us over on Facebook for the Kairos Moments Facebook group. It is a community of men and women who want to live more intentionally and to be able to recognize and respond to the moments God has created for radical growth and amazing transformation. I hope you'll join us. See you next time.